That's Hunter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Angry Man is back. I'm back. That's right. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Nah, nah. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. Uh huh. Y'all ain't know that I can rock like that. United we fall, divided we rise. That's all they ever see when they look in our eyes. I ain't the least bit surprised. And I don't even ask why. Study, looking for love, and all we get is despise. They proper lying. What? Meaning they falsely prophesying. Talking about we really living, but we steadily dying. Tired of mothers crying. Damn. And father silently raging. There's gotta be a way to escape this situation. Yeah. Yep. Come on. Search for brighter days to escape the maladies. Giving homage to the folks that passed away. I speak life with the words I say, and that's the weapon I use to keep the evil at bay. I don't play when it comes to mine. My rhymes speak of a revolution. This time is by design, and I'ma drop these deposits. So if you scared, take your ass to the closet. Why? Let me tell you this. Let's go. I got one bold verse for you. Get them off of that. Listen to me now, verse 3 I drop gems, representing lugs and tens with backpacks I got props like Black Moon, they want to back like Dimes I'm going mic like Nas, I'm the Southern player Listen to cat that beat them odds, I'm coming out hard We coming out hard, yes sir Y'all didn't know that I can rock like that, huh One time for your mind and for the deuce deuce That's right Put it down for the deuce tray Let's go It's the angry man Ha <laughs> ha Peace Good evening Good evening And good evening Good people Good people Good people Happy Wednesday to Wednesday evening to everybody Welcome to Trailblazers Radio More importantly Welcome to Trailblazers With me your host Mr. Frederick Beatty. But look here We got a great Great, great show for you guys tonight. Uh, before you, before we get to that man, the song y'all just heard is called "Real Talk." It was written by yours truly. Um, yeah, I'm the I'm the guy that was that's flowing on that's that's flowing on it on the track. Uh, the track, however, is um, was produced by a brother by a brother that I highly respect and I highly admire, Mister Yon Hunter Jr. Um, big out, big shout out to him, man. If you guys want to hear more from him, you guys can go check out his YouTube page. Uh, not his YouTube page, also his Instagram page at Young Hunter Jr. Uh, he's got some great music, man. Some music for you guys to vibe out to. Some music for you guys to just hang out and chill out to. Um, a lot of, of a couple of great mashups. Um, uh, one with Jay Moss and some other folks, man. But yo, I'm I'm so excited for tonight, man. I am very very much excited for tonight. Um, for the person that's going to be coming, that's going to be coming up here. It's gonna be coming. It's gonna be gracing us here in a few moments. Before we do any of that, man, look here. I want you guys to continue to follow us on our Facebook page, our YouTube page, our, our YouTube channel, our Twitch, our Twitch channel. Um, we got a LinkedIn page. Oh man, we got it. We got an Instagram page. We got we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff going on, man. Um, we live stream to our Twitch channel. Um, 
at least I live stream to that Twitch channel. At least every every live stream I get a chance. Every chance I cover, I get to come up here. Um, we got a, we got a YouTube channel to which we we just hit a hundred subscribers, man. Thank y'all so very much for um, taking the time of look taking the time of looking at our content, uh, taking a look at a video or a snippet or something like that, and also taking the time to subscribe and hit the bell notification. We uh, we most definitely appreciate you guys. For that, I, I'm grateful for that. So let's keep the let's keep that thing going, man. Let's get a let's Dallas work towards 200, and then keep it keep that thing and keep that thing going, y'all. Um, last but most definitely not least, one of the most definitely give thanks to um, the host of this great this this great this great uh, channel, this great platform, um, LHG Quinn Jones Coco Fitted. You guys, uh, they're the, they're. They're the, uh, they're the engine that can they're, they're the they're the, they're the gears that keep this engine going without them this really would this really wouldn't be a thing this really wouldn't be a thing um most definitely want to thank you guys our listeners and our viewers you guys are the real reason why we do this why we do these things while we come out with this content while we come up with when we talk about these subjects and we bring these bring these dynamic and powerful guests on to to be with us you know what i'm saying so we thank you guys for just for your listenership and your viewership. It means a lot to us. It really does. So without any further ado, man, like I said, I'm excited for the individual that I got coming up on here, man. Oh my God. We so for those of y'all who are oh, who who are for those of y'all who were introduced to her the first time. So she came with an episode of My Life Has Destiny with Quit Jones and Coco Fitting. And she she basically literally told she literally tore the place down. Uh, she brought she brought her she brought a relevant word and and lives were touched and, and every and all and all those good things. That was that was that was almost two years ago. Now she's back on now she's back again on our plat on our platform, and I'm so happy to have her with me, man. Um, usually when it comes to when it comes to um men, men and women of God, this is usually this is usually one of those things that I that. Quentin Coco handle. However, not this time, not today. I feel, I feel, I felt, I felt that it was my, felt that it was, you know, my duty, and also felt that I felt it the right moment to talk to, to be able to sit myself down in front of a someone who's a powerful person of God and, and basically have a conversation. So. Look here, without any further ado, y'all, I know I've talked a lot, so I don't want to over-talk this, man. Like I said, I'm so excited to bring this young lady up, this young lady up here, a powerful woman of God. She's also an author. Uh, man, she's an inspirational treasure, y'all. <laughs> I can't I can't say anything else about that. She's an author of, of the book. Uh, she's an author of a powerful book, which we're going to talk about, which we're going to talk about, not if we're going to talk about, but we're also going to have a great conversation. But, yo, let me bring this lady up, man. Yo, welcome to the stage. Welcome to the stage, y'all. Welcome, Miss Shalanda Williams. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, is he talking about me? Hey there, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I will not complain. I'll just say that I'm grateful for life and I am absolutely grateful to be here. This is gonna be good stuff. Uh, uh you look here, you, you you pretty much pretty much. You great, you great, you blessed with your presence. It's already, it's already a weird way. I love it. I love it. I love it. That trailblazer up there on the top got me feeling all type of special, like I'm doing something big right here. Okay. 
And the song, listen, wait a minute. So the introduction, I'm listening to the song, and then you get on here, you telling us that you the one flowing on the track. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Congratulations. It's time, right? You got some things you need to say, some things that need to be expressed. I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight, but definitely being able to share your heart is important because there's somebody else that hears it and can resonate. And, you know, so get it get it on out there we go we go we go try we're gonna make we're gonna make this work okay okay so so yeah so let's just let's just let's get into this i'm not sure it could be mine i don't know hopefully they can still hear me they will they will so so let's get let's get let's jump into first of all first of all let's talk about this book of yours I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw the cover. That's all the title. I'm like, wow, wow. What brought that? What brought that? What brought the title about? Is that your first question? Look, are we about to get into? We gonna jump head first? Yeah, we gonna jump head first. Okay, that's what's up then. So the the title is that the pre order is starting today. As a matter of fact, for this particular book, um, it's gonna be released on December 18th of this year. And it is entitled, What If God Is All of Us? And um, what really brought the title on was, you, you, do you remember the song, What If God Is All, What If God Was One of Us? And it was like this uh, story to bring people's attention to how we treat each other for the most part, yep. right? Yep. And so then uh, I was sitting, I was meditating in prayer one day, and you know, uh, most people who know me know that I'm a, I'm a love walker. I'm a love talker. That's my message. That's my apostolic call to teach the love that Jesus te- taught. And all the extra stuff is extra stuff. This is the law. And so when I came up with this particular title, it literally was, hey, how about we stop looking at people as just one this and one that and one this and one that? What if God is all of us? Would that change our behavior towards each other? Will we then look at things from a different perspective if we had that revelation and that understanding that what Jesus meant by oneness and we are one is that God is all things at all times at the same time. So what if he is all of us? Will we change some things? That's a deep That's question. A deep question. It's very deep. Is very deep and it challenges, of course, you know, it's going to challenge theology. It's going to challenge everything that we thought we've known. Um, we're going to get into it because, you know, and I know it's going to be offensive to some, but, you know, isn't that what Jesus did? Didn't he come and offend those who thought they had it together and he had to bring them a new revelation to open them up to what the purpose of the law was in the first place? So that's what we're doing in this season. You got to do it. Oh, for sure. Oh, sure. But, but one of the things, since we already hopping into, hopping into this, this, society. this society. Oh, man. Oh, man. I have some I questions, have some questions I'm going to ask you, but I think I, I, think I, I, think I, I think I'm just going to ask you, but I think I'm not afraid of none of your questions, Frederick. Bring it. <laughs> Let's do it. Look, look. So, so what are the things that I was going to ask you? So, so. 
Where did this where book come from? Where did this book come from? Where does it come from? So you, yeah. You, yeah. you mean like, you know, what's the root of, of this particular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get it. I get it. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm a prophet, right? And many of you, when you were introduced to me for the first time and got introduced to me as prophet Shalanda and, you know, we own there and we're doing this prophetic thing because that's one of the gifts that God gave me from birth. Right. Um, right. But I've, listen, I was the girl, the kid who was looking around me at everything that was happening. Like, well, I see what Jesus is saying right here. <laughs> But I don't see that out here. So what we doing, right? Um, I had questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had questions. Um, and 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 if you you know you have the the synopsis, so I'm not in any way saying that they didn't mean well, right? Because I really honestly believe that we can only teach what we've been taught. We can only do what we've been shown. Um, and so I believe that they gave us everything they could, everything they had. Uh, but it had me baffled. It had me a little bit confused because the message of Jesus was love walking and the message of the law was condemnation and judgment as we were being taught it. Right. So it was, it was punishment and it was fear and it was all of these different things, but it didn't say love to me. And I had questions. So I would ask God questions. I would, you know, get in prayer time. I would be at the altar all the time because I was trying to do what they were telling me to do to get closer to God. And I was trying to, you know, make myself not be who I was and all these different things. And I'm like, well, if God's love is unconditional, then doesn't that mean he made my conditions? Doesn't that mean he made me? Doesn't that mean he knows everything about me? And isn't this what love covers? You know what I mean? So I, I just, it was a contradiction, um, not in necessarily in the scriptures per se, because the scriptures have, you know, their own merit and there's understanding there that we can get if we see it from the perspective that Christ gave it as opposed to trying to make it something that it wasn't. So I, I've been, I've been in this place all of my life for the most part, but I've been afraid to say, hey, y'all, uh, something ain't right right now. Uh -oh. You know what I mean? Like so something's not right. I mean, I, and I've been afraid to say it. So this book comes from, hey, Shalonda, you encourage everybody else to stand up in their authentic self all the time. Every day you encourage, you inspire, you do all these different things to say, hey, be who you are because God loves you, right? You ain't no mistake. Well, Shalonda, say what you got to say, Right. Um, and it comes from a place, uh, in, in, in this part, you know, it's for whoever will receive it, but I've been in my body going through a lot for years. Um, and recently I've been receiving a lot of messages, having a lot of spiritual calls and, you know, I believe in the hype. Okay. I don't just give prophetic calls. I actually take them too. Right. And I'm, I'm having spiritual calls and conversations and, everybody's pointing out the fact that my body is suffering because of what I won't say. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm having other, you know, of course I have to worry about my dietary stuff and, you know, but all these different things. So I'm, I'm a spiritual liberation coach. Right. And I'm spiritual. I help people to get spiritually liberated through their soul's healing, which is the heart, the mind, the, you know, the heart, the mind, the will. 
And here I am laying here. My body's hurting from fibromyalgia, but I'm like, hey, something, you know, something ain't right. What's really going on? And God is saying, you dying. Real talk. I'm like, wait a minute. It ain't time for that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just a good three, two, three years into my, you know, my new marriage. You know, I'm happy. I'm good. I got somebody who loved me for real. I'm getting supported. I got my team coming together. All this stuff. And, you know, we popping. What's happening? And he said, open your mouth. Open your mouth and say what you were purposed to say. Reach the people who, who hear you, right? Because they feeling the same thing. They were the ones sitting in the back of the church that wanted to say, excuse me, y'all. Excuse me. <laughs> hey, husband, my husband here, y'all. See, listen, listen, you know, hey, y'all, you know, excuse me. Somebody's hurting. They're hurting. They're broken. And you taking them to the altar to cast out a devil that they don't even have. They just need counsel or they just need somebody to listen to them or they need the strength, right? The strong to bear their infirmity. They don't, they don't need you to cast them to somebody else. They need you to sit down. They need you to listen. They need you to say what you need. To say. What if, listen, I, I can preach this, but I won't. It, it's real because many people are broken and we're trying to put a salve on it that we don't even use ourselves. So it came from a very deep place, a place of wanting to live and a place of wanting to finally be the advocate, right? Because isn't that what Jesus did? Didn't he stand in the gap? Didn't he advocate for the ones they were rebuking? Didn't he advocate for the ones that weren't getting justice? Didn't he advocate for the ones, the, the, the teachers of religious law, isn't that the, those aren't those the people he stood up in the face of and said, hey, you got all the details down, Pat. You got the law. You work in the law. But let me tell you what the purpose of the law was in the first place. It, it, it wasn't to condemn. It was to love and to show you how to love. So it comes from a very real personal place. <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think they understand that. that. Nah. Dead, dead. I will go. I will go. I'm just gonna be real quick. I have a. I have a very strong disconnect. With religion. You say you have a very strong what? Disconnect. Disconnect with religion. Right. Right. I think we talked about that when I was on two years ago. Kind of a little bit. (laughs) Got into it. But for me, for me, it's like like I just can't subscribe to that stuff. Not to say that it's bad or good, or or right in between. In between. But right. but and it doesn't go to my, go to my, my, my personal experience. So so when people say when people say that I'll be like, no, like, no, hard pass, hard pass. Yeah, but you have your reasons. So yeah. yeah, I mean, but you have your reasons here, here. When we were having our conversation before this interview, we were just you know vibing. We we're just talking. I didn't change from being an apostle. I was still an apostle while we were talking, right? But you understood some of what I was saying. So you said, hey, I don't think I'm giving this interview to nobody else. I want to do this interview because we need to have a candid conversation, right? And the reason why we need to have this conversation is because people liken unto yourself that are saying like, like it's it's something because you know you know that there's something higher than you. We all kind of feel that, even if we don't have a name for it, even if we don't really know how to explain it. There's something higher, but I don't think the people around me has done a good job of, of explaining to me or helping me to see how this higher thing is gonna help me at all. 
right? All I see is the behaviors of those individuals telling me God this, God that, Jesus this, Jesus that. Oh, don't talk to them people. Don't talk to them people. We the right ones and they the wrong ones. That's all you see. And you see bitterness and attitudes and nobody doing the healing to get to where they need to be in this spiritual thing. So you have your reasons. And guess what? I ain't got no judgment for that. I, I totally and absolutely get it. So if you don't, if you don't subscribe to what somebody is saying because they're trying to shove it down your throat, then my question to them would be: Is forced faith really faith at all? <laughs> who 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 want who wants something shoved down their throat and say, "Hey, believe this," because if you don't believe this, then you're gonna be punished for not believing this. By the way, the guy who gave me a choice is gonna punish me for making the choice. I mean, like. I don't, I don't, I don't blame you for, for not subscribing to that doctrine. Okay, so you know, it is what it is. But I, but like I me, know for me, the thing, the was, thing was after after my sub my passed, sub passed. and it was a lot, it was of, a lot, lot of, of a lot of things. I was going through a lot of emotions, lot of emotions, and things of that, and things nature. Of that nature, right? And, and I was. What did what did people what that I was to to be there to be there for me? It happened. It happened. It did. It did. It did. If you can, if you can, understand what I'm saying with that. So you had the you had support, but didn't have support. Like you had people there, but were they giving you what you needed? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Right. I mean, because that's what we that's what we do. We most of the time see, okay, so everything about this, everything about us, everything about God is love, right? It's a love walk. So right, right. when you love somebody, like if you're in a relationship with somebody, and many people have been taught, um uh, Apostle Maryland blessings, uh, we have been taught a certain system, right. So we've been taught to fake it till you make it, kind of. We've been taught to shout over everything. And, and don't get it twisted. It's it's okay to praise in the midst of a circumstance, right? That's that's great. But your mindset has to be there first. Like you have to believe that everything is going to be okay. Then you praise as a sign that I believe, right? That's faith. But we've been taught to do systems. So when somebody passes away, somebody dies, we're taught, well, you know, we got hope. We got hope because, you know, they're going to meet with Jesus and they're going to be with God and they gonna, we got hope. We don't, we don't do what other people do. Yeah, but this hurt. Yep. This, this, yep. this hurts and it hurts like hell. So you're talking about a fire hell after this all over. I'm dealing with it right now. How do we deal with the hell I'm feeling right now? How do we put this fire out in me? How, how, how does this burning that I'm feeling, how do we, how do we fix that? And so I don't know if we were trained for that, right? If we grew up in another country where they celebrate life, they celebrate life, they celebrate death. It is, they know it's just a transition from the physical body to the spiritual body, right? They know that and they celebrate that. If that's how you were raised, you would still miss them and hurt, but you wouldn't grieve the same, Right. We grieve how we grieve here most of the time because people don't give us permission to hurt. Does that make sense? Even in the scriptures, they had 30 days. <laughs> they had time. We don't, we don't even give people time 
So when we show up for them, we show up with the, 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 the churchy response. And then the person is like, you know what? I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'll just go deal with this by myself. Cause I don't, I don't want to hear you tell me that they're with God when it hurts that they're not here with me. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. So, so you get turned off, not because God ain't real, not because, you know, not because Jesus didn't have a powerful message, uh, but we get turned off because we ha people have not learned how to love. We, we haven't learned what love looks like. Because because we're too, we too busy thinking about the, the pain that we have to consider the fact that somebody else has pain too. And, and we all in this thing together. So if I'm your strength today, Frederick, if I'm your, if I'm your strength right now, and I keep being that strength until your weakness is then, you know what I mean, done away with, then you can be that same strength for somebody else at a later time. But if we keep looking at you and saying, oh, you know what? See, uh -uh, I can't believe that you're grieving like that. I can't believe that you're doing all that. You know, you need to get up. You got to get up and get over. It. It's going to be all right. Everything going to be fine. He with God. You know, when, when we do that, when we do that, we're literally telling a person, shut off your feelings, shut off all your emotions. But God ain't into feelings. Lies. <laughs> Lies. Because <laughs> if he ain't into feelings, why give them? Why, cre why create me to feel this deeply and then tell me to shut up about it? Or better, or better yet, you get the buy now, buy now speech. Oh, tell me about that speech. What, what, what that speech sound like? By now, by you, now you should be not grieving. Not grieving. By now, you, by should, now be you should be over that. Over that, 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 that law. You should be over, you should that, be over that pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait, what? 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 What time? Yeah, 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 yeah. But here again, grieving takes its time. You have your time, and I'm actually about to do. I have a a, a, a coaching group for women. I, I coach women. I coach men like one on one, but I, I have a group for women uh, because they're so hurt, they're so broken. Like you know, we are. We just are. We we. And it's not that men are not, um, but women suppress a lot too. And then it comes out as, I don't need nobody. I don't want nobody. You know, those things, right? So I have a group, coaching group for women, and we're about to do an intensive starting on the 24th or the 26th on grief. And how grief literally is not just one thing. It's not just the loss of a loved one. You can lose your home. You can lose your identity. You can lose your job. You can use, lose your marriage. You can use your relationship because everybody, you know, don't don't subscribe to paper marriage. Some people have other ways of being connected. I don't discount anybody's decisions. Right. But they lose relationships. Their hearts are broken. And so we're grieving. And so, of course, I'm going to let them know grieving takes its time. You have your time. Another person has their time. But what I know for sure is if I'm giving a healthy place to be able to process my my grief then maybe by now would be a relevant argument. But right now, by now, is not relevant because then nobody gave me the proper tools or the proper love to be able to go through these motions. I figured out. I figured out. I had to figure it out. Had to figure it out. I had to realize, realize, analyze, analyze, put stuff in put the stuff proper in perspective. perspective. Like, like, Okay, this, okay is this is it. This is what it this is. is. What it is. 
This is what it's, this is not. What it's not. And this is what it's going to be. This is that's my that's my thing moving forward. Right. And folks be like, so, be like, so when you say you figured it out, and I'm asking you this question, I know you interviewing me, but I'm at, I'm, I'm interviewing you. <laughs> um, when you say you figured it out, did you figure it out, or did you learn to be angry? Did you learn to suppress? Did you learn? Because you know how sometimes you ever had a homegirl, a, a, a friend, and they have like a yeah. breakup or something, or they lose something, and then they're like, man, I'm good. I'm good. I, you know what I mean? I got this. You know what I mean? I'm good. But you know, really, it's the bitterness talking. It's the hurt talking. It's the anger talking. And so even though, even though they want to be well, you, you understand? Even though they yeah. want yeah. to be well. Hey, Cage. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the names of the people that's popping up. Like some of these people <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. have encouraged me, like literally encouraged me, inspired me to to do this. So thank y'all for showing up. Many blessings. But did you? And I love y'all too. Did you mask it? And I don't know if you knew that I had a book called "No, I'm Not Okay." <laughs> Excuse me while I unmask. But did you mask it? Or did you really learn how to heal through it? Let's I talk to, about I it. Had to, I, mask, I, had I had to mask it first. Okay. Because of simple because fact, of, fact of, of there was no there was no real support system going through that. Do that. And, and just I had, just to, I had to kind of bear that weight, bear that weight by myself. By myself. Now. now as the as years went by, and as and as the past the past time, time, I learned I learned to, to you know go through those go stages through those stages and get to and get to it the part of the part of you know the accept accept this yeah am I totally am I totally happy, happy with with it with it no 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 but at the same but at the same time you know I understand. That God has, that God a, has a time and place for everything. And yeah. that and he calls his children, children, children home. He can't he call his children, children home at any time. given time. So I had to, so to accept that. You, you know, so, this, this perception, well, not perception, but this philosophy, because I guess, you know, the name of this book would be somebody saying, well, okay, here we go with another philosophy about God. You can call it what you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can call it what you want. Because that's what I, I mean. Do we not all just have philosophies? Who who exactly, knows exactly. exactly what is or is not based on? Because we all heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody. And you're the only one who knows what you really experienced with God. I I can tell people I'm a pro well, you know, I can tell people I'm a prophet, but you know I'm a prophet when I speak to that which you are dealing with, that which you have dealt with. Or if I speak something foretelling and then you see it come to pass, right? So I understand that people may have their questions about this philosophy, but here, here's the thing. If God is all of us, then everything makes sense, right? That, if God is all of us, everything makes sense because you understand that when I see through your eyes, Frederick, your story, your pain, your issues, your circumstances, 
and then I'm the strong bearing the infirmity of the weak, I understand my role, right? right? It's right. like the heart that pumps blood to the entire body, that heart has a function. Then the lungs have a function. Then the ears have a function. You understand? So if he's all of us, which we we, we paint this picture as far as the body of Christ is concerned, right? But Christ literally just came to talk about talk to us about what the I am wants, what God wants. What he he came to embody it and show it and give it to us in bite-sized pieces, right? So right, right. God is love, God is spirit, God is all things, every bit of manifestation, every bit of energy that you see, touch, and feel. God is in all things. So when I understand that, then what I know now is, hey, your son came on purpose with a purpose, gave you that purpose and everybody else that was in his life. And now what are you going to do with the purpose he lent you? Right. What are you going to what did you gain from that? Because God is giving himself an expression of himself for different periods of time for different purposes and reasons. Now, when I went, my sister, my sister Rebecca died um, in 2020, right? <sighs> Damn, three, Damn, three years ago. ago. Hard for your loss. Hard for your loss. Literally, thank you so much for that. And her birthday was on the 2nd, just of October. So, you know, we, 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 we grieve. But I was in such a dark place because I've lost people before, but God gave me a certain peace that I can't explain, right? Okay. But when okay. she died... Now, now listen, here it is. She didn't want nobody to know at first she had cancer. Don't you tell, don't tell everybody. I only need you, you and you and you to know because I know your faith is strong. I don't need, I I, I, I know that's right, um, Apostle Marilyn. That's <laughs> it right there. You see that? <laughs> um, but I, I don't need nobody else to know because I don't need nobody questioning. I don't need nobody who don't have faith with me. I don't need any of that. So she was faith driven, right? She was so faith driven that she said, I know that even if I die, God can bring me back, right? That's how big her faith was. So she didn't want nobody else in the room, all right, if they didn't have faith. So when she died in the physical, right, in the physical, and I'm going to keep preferencing the physical because my understanding is different, right? (laughs) So when she died, I think I cried harder than I've ever cried over anything ever in my life. Like sitting by her hospice bed, I cried so hard. I literally slept for like 24 hours after that or more. Like it was, it was just hard. And so I was in such a dark place. And so God started dealing with me, you know, because I believe that he's always with me, even when I'm in dark places, because that's when I need to hear him the most sometimes. Right. Um, And so I would get up and God would ask questions like, you know, are you still mad? (laughs) Yep. I'm still mad. Turn over, go to sleep. Like this, this I'm I'm being real with you because this, these are the, the experiences that we're having, but we're afraid to say it because we don't want nobody to think that we don't got no faith. Like my faith don't have nothing to do with what you're talking about. That's number one. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm like yeah, I got, you know I'm still mad. Turn over, go to sleep. So you know, sometime into it, um, I started getting up and being up more. You know letting my kids come in more, spending time with them more because I had done just shut down. You know, I just, I didn't, you know. And so God took me to the story of Elijah. 
And remember after he gave the word to Jezebel and then he got threatened and then he ran away like this for the birds. I can't do this. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And so he goes, he sits <laughs> under this tree. He goes and sits under this tree. And he's like, go ahead and take my life. Now, this is real life stuff. We can do something real big and major and everything can be great. And you go into a straight up depression after that because, listen, I'm just done. So he shows me this story and he says, I want you to read this with a different set of eyes. And so I said, okay. Because most of the time when the, when that message is preached, it's preached to say that Elijah had to get up and get on with it. Right? You got, God, you need to get up and get on. Your journey is long before you. You got to eat, get up, get going with it. So he says, read it differently. And so I started reading it. And the first thing I saw was the fact that he asked for this faith at the moment in his flesh. But it wasn't granted to him. Ooh. It wasn't granted to him that he would die at that moment. Right now, what we say, the words of our mouth, they powerful. Right. We hear that. It's a whole prophet. He could have he, he spoke to the, the, the rain and told the rain to stop. OK, so he could have if God had allowed for him to die, he would have died. But it didn't. He didn't allow that. To me, that said love. Right. I right. know you right. want to because you hurting right now. But I ain't going to grant that because you're not dang what you really want. You just want the pain to stop. All right. So that's the first thing I saw. Second thing I saw was he the angel came, gave him food and drink, and then he laid down and went back to sleep. There go that by this time thing. Right. There, there, there that go. Right, like right. that's squashed. Okay. That's squashed. Saints. So he, he, he gave him food. He gave him sustenance. And then he let him lay back down and he let him rest some more. And then he woke up again, gave him more food and more drink. And he didn't tell him at that moment you needed to get up and go. But he said, the journey is long before you. So get up, eat and drink this for the journey is long before you. Number one, I love you too, too much to take your life because you really don't want that. You're just mad and you're just hurting. You know what I mean? Just scared. I love you enough to let you rest because I know that what you have gone through and what you have pushed out of you is a lot. And then I'm going to give you the strength and the courage to get up and go on once you are well rested. Okay. And right, so right. he God showed he showed me that first and he says, so rest. And he rest. So I did. Then after that, he said to me, What do you think about death, Shalanda? What do you think about life and and, and, and choices. What do you think about choices? Do you think that I give choices or do you really think that I don't give choices and people just saying that? Or do you think that I gave choices only now? Or do you believe that the choices came before now and you incarnated the way you wanted to? What do you think about life? I said, oh, <laughs> what? I get, I get the question. Go ahead. Huh? You do need a billion dollar question. What do you believe? That, that's the billion dollar question. And we know that because of Romans 14. All right. Yep. Let, let, let every man, every man be convinced within himself. That don't happy is the man that doesn't allow himself to be condemned for that which he allows. All right. You gonna eat that meat, eat that meat. Just don't wave the pork in my face if I don't eat pork. You feel me? You you gonna worship on that day, worship on that day, but don't be getting mad at me because I choose to worship on Tuesdays at 223 in the afternoon. Like, you know, like don't be mad. So when you when you ask the question, when he asked me the questions, I'm like, well, right now I just want to give you the answer that makes me feel comforted. 
So he said, well, what's that answer? I said, God, I believe that you're so strategic and that you're so masterful that you would not just give us a choice to punish us. And then you would not just give us the choice and say, don't be that. So obviously, if you're giving me a choice, it's because you want me to have it. And if I'm if I'm going to take this choice, I'm going to say to you, it comforts me to know that this is the life she chose. And I can't be mad at her that this is the ending that she chose. Let me go and gather everything good she ever gave me. Ooh, ooh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Man, yes, when I tell you the days after that, I was sitting up more. I was starting to do, you know, um, speak more. I was getting booked for, you know, events and stuff more because I returned. Right. <laughs> I, right. I returned. And the next day, if I wanted to cry, I cried. The next right, day, if right. I wanted to laugh, I laughed. The day after that, if I felt like I wanted to kick and scream like a little baby and a kid and roll on the floor, I did it. You understand? But you know what, though? Go ahead. What you said, what you said, what you said is. It's real, it's real, real good. And I bet I would you lock, lock, lock step. But, but for a lot of, people, a lot of people, that's like, that's like quote unquote, quote unquote, period. Oh, yeah, because the reason I say that is because, and a lot of people like what I'm about to say, but I'm for the same. A lot of the Christianity and the religion. It lacks where is the humanity in the Christianity? What happened? What happened to it? Did it disappear? Yeah, what happened to it? Did it did it did it go did it go poop? What where is it? I'm gonna tell you. So I I was I listened to an interview last night with a a man, he's a powerful guy, and you probably would actually enjoy listening to him as well. Um, his name is Keith Giles and he was on for uh, Bishop Carson Pearson. Andrea, what's good? Told, thank y'all, these are some of my coaches and spiritual sisters, okay? I'm loving it. So he was on for Dr. Carson Pearson. If you know who Bishop Carson Pearson is, then you would know that he was excommunicated from the church. He, you know, all these different things because God gave him the, revel the revelation that Christ, once he died, that was included everybody. It was once and for all, all this begging and pleading and thinking we going that God don't love us. That's out of the door. Like this is the gospel of inclusion. And so he's been ridiculed, talked about, you know how we do. And I'm, I don't get too deep into that tonight. Right. But no, actually I am, but not at the moment. He, he was ridiculed. He was beat down. And so now he's going through um, some sickness. He's in his seventies. He's battled cancer off and on for 20 years. And his the prostate cancer is back, all right? And so we're praying for Bishop Pearson. So he's having people come on and do his show for him. And Keith Giles is one of them. Well, he is an ex-pastor too. This is what his caption says. Keith Giles is a pastor, a, a, a man who previously pastored, who left the pulpit to follow Jesus. <laughs> Wait a minute. What'd you say? Hold up. <laughs> so he, he left the pulpit to follow Jesus. And so what he started doing was doing this research and he started looking at scriptures that have just been quoted for years, but yet weren't really the actual meanings. He went all the way as back as far as the early Christian church. 
right? Where he learned through through Egyptian messages and people from other places. Because we know Jesus wasn't only in Jerusalem. Come on now. Like, if you don't know that, then you know. So he had messages from other places and other people. And so he goes and he studies. And so he, he, he made this point to say, when the early church first, first started, when, when the early Christ followers first started, they were all for the message of Jesus to love. Let show love because this was different than what they were taught religiously. Right. Right. So therefore Jesus, that's why they were mad at Jesus in the first place. We will never even think about this stuff, right? We just built a whole nother religion. Jesus never asked for another religion. That's number one, but we built a whole nother religion around his name and not around his message. So they were living the message in the early church. But this is what I believe happened. You ready for what I believe happened? Let's go. Let's go. You ready? All right. All right. All right. All right. So what I believe happened is this. And, and we'll see it in the modern day. Right now, there's people who are teaching the message of Christ or what people call Christ consciousness or, or, or enlightenment and liberty and all that. Right. It's right, in the scriptures. Right. Paul talks about it. But we abandon Christ's teachings to go back to the letter and the law. Ooh. 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 All right, so this, 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 in Galatians 5, Paul tells us, don't return back to the yoke of bondage. He literally says to us that when you try to live based on circumcision or the entire law, you eating the whole scroll, you have literally fallen from the grace of Jesus Christ. Uh. So wait a minute. Now, when we go back and read how it was the religious teachers and the Pharisees and the Sadducees that were challenging Jesus all the time, now we understand him standing in their face and saying, uh, I know it is written that this, but I say to you. So he wasn't here to, to uh, you know, condemn the people or judge the people or none of that. He just came to bring clarity. And the clarity mixed with religion is going to be a catastrophe every time. Right? Not and not we not do not it. Too. Don't we say we contending for the faith? I'm contending for the faith. You fighting for what? What, what you fighting over? What, what you fighting for? <laughs> you don't you don't even you don't even know what it originally says. You ain't right, read, you can't right. read no Greek, no Hebrew, no nothing, no Latin, or whatever. It's been translated, I don't know how many times over. And so this what makes sense is this. Jesus came to teach. He came to set the record straight. Absolutely. Jesus came to teach us who we were. He came to remind us that the kingdom of God is within us. You ain't gonna be able to observe it. What you looking for? It's a spiritual thing. And he came to teach us that love covers all things. Bill. And then you got the religious, right? Because religion really was only intended to take us to a spiritual place. Religion was not a replacement for your relationship with God. It was to teach you how to have one, right? And so, and how to have a relationship with other people. So we had, Jesus had the disciples. The disciples were Jews. They were, they were, the, they were there and they had the old doctrine still. He came to erase the lines. That's my girl right there. She, I, I've been teaching that. He's erasing the lines because they that worship God must do so in spirit and in truth, not in doctrinal differences. 
There are 45,000 different denominations underneath the Christian sector. Guess why? Because we don't agree. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. That, because, but it, it's a lot, but it makes sense when you think about it, because what it's saying is, say, say for instance, Frederick, me, you, we're going to throw Quentin Coco in here to my guys right there. I, I, I really got to do another interview soon, but we're going to throw them in there. We're going to throw Apostle Marilyn. We're going to throw Tina. We're going to take um, Katja. We're going to take Andrea, a lot of the people that's watching, and we're going to all sit in a room together. All right. And I'm going to ask one at a time. What do you believe about God? And tell me that every single individual in there will not give a different perspective. Pure foolishness, division. Absolutely. It is, it is the stealing, the killing, and the destroying. The, the separation of the churches, the separation between you, me, and the next person. Jesus said there is no Jew, there is no Greek, there is no slave, there is no free, there is no male nor female. We are just one. Where and to teach that, that message to them was blasphemy. So where that's what happened. Oh, yeah, we, but that's, that's what I'm saying because you take the truth Right. And then he even said after that, that the Holy Spirit would come to lead us and guide us into all truth. If we already had all truth, then why would we need guidance into all truth? So all the arguing and fussing and fighting we doing, oh, the very elect shall be deceived. The very elect was deceived back when y'all thought y'all can decipher it the way you wanted to. When the, when the people were sitting in the room together and decided what would go in there and what would not. Separation happened a long time ago. The elect were already deceived. Now we are coming into the age of spirit and truth, like Yahshua spoke. And I say Yahshua, which those of y'all who don't know who that is, that's Jesus' name. So we, we are coming into the time now where what Yahshua was speaking of when he said, there'll be a day where you don't worship in the mountains. You don't worship in Jerusalem. Because they that worship God must do so in spirit and in truth. And worship looks different to me than it does to the next person. Worship for us is hands up, you know, ah, you know what I mean? That's worship <laughs> for some of us. But worship for others is coming into the fullness of the knowledge that the kingdom of God is within me. And the kingdom of God is within you. And then when we all begin to realize that and live this love thing out, then the kingdom of God can heal the land. The earth can then have the kingdom of God in it. But until we get the message, we're going to keep with the division. And so what's happening and what happened then is that you took people who were indoctrinated. Right. We get indoctrinated in our churches. We get indoctrinated in our mosques. We get indoctrinated in our homes and our schools. We get indoctrinated with stuff. Mama them said, mama said, my mama said, my mama said, right? My mama said, when we, we get indoctrinated and when somebody comes with light and they're shining the light, we start doing this. Ah, oh, that's too bright. Oh, that's not for me. Oh, cut the light off. So when Jesus comes to free us, rent the veil separation undone between you and God. He will never leave nor forsake you because he is all things at the same time, all the time. But that's a hard pill to swallow. And so we continue with religious rhetoric and, and dogma and we continue to make people feel bad because they don't believe what we do. 
And and yes, Katya, we uh, we need to unlearn a lot. But isn't that what the prophets or the apostles of old said they would do? They were going to tear down in order to build up. And so when people start coming against people like me or coming against people like Bishop Pearson or coming against Mr. Giles or coming against Christ Joshua, it's because they do not understand that the limitations is the thing that doesn't bring God glory. The limitations, of, if God is the God of all that is possible, God is all possibilities. When do we get to the point where we wanted to fight with somebody else about what they choose to believe and not? Ooh, ooh. But where, but where, but I guess my, I guess question, my is, question is, why do, why do, where, where, why do we, why do we get, get so far, so far away from love, love that, that, now it's now it's just, just I don't even know I don't even know the word I don't even know the words I can use to say it or describe it. Describe it. But but where did where did where did we get so far away from just loving each loving other. each other? One man one man and one man to another. And that was that was just this division division at every level of it. Yeah. Can I use can I use division? All this can I use your situation as an example? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So when you lost your son, you were going through, right? You were in right. a hard place. Right. People came to give you support, but they didn't. They didn't ask the support you needed. They just gave you what they knew, right? And right. at first, right. you started to mask what you were going through, which literally turned into what people may call evil or wickedness or darkness in your heart, right? So right. I right. feel angry. I feel upset. People don't get me. People just, they, oh, I'm tired of folks, right? So that stuff begins to fester in us, right? The, the scripture says that out of the heart flows the issues of life, the issues of life. That's why God looks at the heart while man looks at the outward appearance, because in the heart is where the truth really is. The heart's going to tell you whether a person is really for you or not for you. It's not outside stuff. It's, it's what they do, what they say, what comes out of the, the spirit, out of the heart. And so your heart gets tainted gets broken gets hurt right we got childhood traumas we got divorce traumas we got issues we got deaths and losses and so they all end up in the heart place right our soul is wounded so what we've heard right the mental the emotional the heart all of that is jacked up now we were all walking around kind of going through the motions why doesn't anybody understand me why doesn't anybody get it why don't they understand my pain why do they understand how? I feel? So everything, all of that just became selfishness. All that became, I'm focused on me and me alone. They don't get me. Now the person who came, and you know, I, I I will say that we need to learn a different dialogue. We need to learn how to love people as they need it, not what we think they need. But the intention of their heart was, let me show up for Frederick. Okay. They showed up, they didn't understand the right dialogue or the way to communicate with you, but they showed up. In your broken place, in your dark place, what they were offering was not what you needed, thus it was in its own right rejected. So now you got this person that feels rejected. Well, why don't he understand that I'm just trying to be there for him? I just wanna make sure that he's good and you know, da da da. And they're, now they're rejected. 
So they take that rejection, they go home to their families and, and the, say the son or the daughter or the husband is trying to comfort the person or the, the wife is trying to comfort the person and they brush them off. So now that person feels rejected. What did I ever do to her? What did I do to him? Right? And so then we have that person that's broken. And then that person goes to work. The boss comes in and says, hey, I need you to do this, 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 and this, but you still got an attitude because you got rejected at home and that person has still got an attitude because they were rejected by you and then you still feel how you feel because my son is gone and nobody get it. So now we got brokenness on top of brokenness, on top of brokenness, on top of hurt, on top of pain, on top of trauma, on top of issues, on top of everything. And nobody wants to stop and say, let me deal with the log in my own eye. So that I can then be present for the speck in theirs if need be. So what ends up happening is that love has now been bruised. The scripture says that the, the, because of the wickedness in the land, the love of many has waxed cold. So what that means is that which is in my heart, because love is, I mean, you know, wickedness is not the way we paint it. it li literally wickedness and evil and all that, it comes from places of darkness that have not been healed in us. We all have the potential for that. All of us. We all have our light and we all have our darkness. And depending on how somebody deal with us, they gonna get what they gonna get. <laughs> you can, you get we, most people match energy. They match what you give in them. But here's my question for the, the, the world at large. And I have an, a, another book called What That Heart Looked Like, right? Checking self. Okay. If I ask myself the question, Shalonda, what that heart looked like? Well, in that heart, I see brokenness. In that heart, I see anger. In that heart, I'm still upset with them because they didn't support me. In my heart, I see that these people think that they got it together. One of the, one of the prayers that I pray is, God, help me not be judgmental of the judgmental. Don't let me then take on the very thing that they given me and keep recycling it over and over and over again. So the love of many wax is cold, Frederick, because we keep recycling the same brokenness and nobody stops to say, hey, this is the message that Christ gave. Judge not, lest I do be judged in return. Condemn not, lest I be condemned in return. Forgive so that I can be forgiven sowing and reaping. Let me give you only that which I want to receive. So when I stop and say, love is my solid place, I'm not ashamed anymore. I don't feel bad because I love with an open heart and big and all that other stuff. But I also don't feel bad when I need to take a minute and lay down for myself and have to say no to what it is that you want me to do. So one part says, let me show up as love, heal the broken child. Let me let me mother her. Let me nurture her. Let me go back and tell her, hey, they really didn't mean what they said to you in a way to hurt you, but they had to tell you what they need to tell you at the time. Stop taking everything and stuffing it down in yourself and blaming the whole world for why you mad. My daddy wasn't in my life, but I, I don't have, man, that man did what he could. <laughs> Like he did what he could. He was still trying to deal with his own traumas. Right. So right. now I have to take responsibility for mine. You have to take responsibility for yours. They have to take responsibility for theirs. And then as we heal our land, 
then we can then do the great commission of love, of, of bearing the burdens of one another. And, and this doesn't mean you forget about yourself. You put oxygen on yourself first. You give yourself oxygen first. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. As. So first I got to learn how to love me. And a part of learning how to love me says, Shalanda, heal that place that still makes you cringe when you think about family not showing up to support you. Heal that, heal that land, heal, heal you. So we, we talk smack about the people who are talking about healing and enlightenment and all this stuff, like I said before, but literally they're giving you the tools to heal. Cause while you at the altar and your knees is burning, cause you're still calling on Jesus <laughs> and Jesus ain't never left. I mean, his spirit, the spirit of Christ is always present. So what I'm, what am I, what am I begging for when there are things that I can do to heal it and then to show up and be that, which the next person, next person needs. We are one to another. That's what life is. Life is me to you, you to me. And we keep recycling this whole thing. So when we heal ourselves, when we accept that God is all things at all times in the same place, you're no, I'm no more of God's child than you are. I'm no, I'm no, I'm no more, I'm no more of his child than you are. Somebody may argue that, well, if they ain't confess Jesus, if they ain't say Jesus, they, first of all, his name is Joshua. Like I, y'all know I'm, I'm a little bit silly, so I'm about, about, about to be real silly right now. Okay. <laughs> his name, you know, you now you know that somebody says Frederick. Like my name ain't Frederick, it's Frederick. But exactly, but you know your exactly. name. You get used to it, but you know your name. If, if people call me LaShonda, people call me Yolanda, people call me everything but Shalanda sometimes, <laughs> right? I Because my heart is loving, I don't get offended with them, but I can say to them, but my name is Shalanda. They say my last name as is, is Leonard. My last name is Leonard. I, I, I don't have to get offended, right? So we say we say the name of Jesus when his name is really Yahshua. And so that in itself goes to tell us that God is not in the particulars. Right, like not, right. not the way we think it or we make it. So when you say Jesus and you see results, you see results. But his name, his name is something else. So while we sitting there calling and screaming and trying to beg our way back into God's good graces, that the contradiction in that is. If God's love is without condition, what I'm begging for? No reason. No reason. No reason. If God loves me so much, then why am I afraid of him? Not reverential fear, but why am I afraid? Why am I scared? Why, why am I afraid that I'll never be enough? Why did I learn more low self-esteem instead of building my self-worth up? What we've been exposed, what we've been exposed to. It's what we've been exposed to and so the tearing down in this season you know because we can we can again i can be angry i can be mad at some of the stuff that has happened to me growing up in in, in the religious community i can be upset about the way i'm being treated right now <laughs> you know what i mean i know the intent of my heart anybody who's connected to me knows the intent of my heart but we listen to other people we have chatter going on we we got we we take what everybody has given us instead of going inside first going inside first, dealing with that heart 
you you a person don't have to be religious don't be if you're not religious don't be religious but understand the person that is religious that's what they need in order to keep themselves stabilized and stable but because i don't subscribe to what you're doing religiously doesn't mean you get to pick me apart and talk smack about me and say whatever you want and wish me dead <laughs> i mean it's, it gets so deep Frederick, I've, I've, I've seen visions. I've heard the chatter. There's people that put my name on altars to pray against me. They say, you know, what's she talking about? And, and, and I can't tell you that some of those things at first and, and well, the altars and all that stuff, they never scared me. Right. But what really what really had me at a standstill was. I know these folks. I know the chatter. I know what they're going to say. I know they're gonna call me up. I don't been on the name. I don't been on a list of false prophets and teachers. I don't have people who, in their brokenness, don't went out and spread rumors about me and said all kind of things. And I, I, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. But hear me. Either I'm gonna practice love and live in it, or I'm gonna give them back what they're giving me. And I can't match your energy if I need the energy at my circle. It will be your own people, Apostle Mella. And she all she know all too well. <laughs> she done been through some rounds with me. But if I give you back the same thing you're giving me, then who's healing the land? This is the, another part of what that's good. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and then I'll heal the land, right? God is love. So how about we hear the name love and how about we live the name love and how about we take the love salve and put it on that broken heart of yours. Stop blaming mama, them, daddy, them, cousins, them, uncles, them, your cat. You tripped over the cat and you bust your head open. You ain't just say I fail. I mean, you, you know, like it's the cat fault. It's, it's everybody else's fault. <laughs> We won't take responsibility. So yes, the church has to, there's a book and I forgot the, the author's name, but it says the church must change or die. That was such a powerful, That's true. That's true. man, that was such a powerful uh, 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 title. But what he was saying was, when are we going to get to the point where we understand that we've been making up the rules as we go along, just like they did back then. They can only do what they knew. So if the Holy Spirit is going to lead us and guide us into all truth, how about we open up our heart to receive all truth, understanding that God is just bringing his full self back together. Bringing himself back together. If David makes up, up the rules and remixes, and remixes stuff, stuff, couldn't, couldn't wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be fair to say that that's, that's the cause of why so many lives have been destroyed? I mean, the, the led astray is is the scriptures call it being led astray. But I want to preference that by saying, don't we? Don't we all? Yep. Yep. Because when you when you chose to refuse to to buy into all of that, I can't. Mm -mm, I'm not doing it. Isn't that you writing rules and saying, hey, this is what I need to govern me? Yeah, spiritual yeah. spiritual walking is literally just self-governance. It's coming to the understanding of who you are inside and saying, 
let me only give out what I want to get. If I walk into a room right now with a bunch of conservatives, people who are just kind of, you know, stay extolled, they don't do all the excitement and all that. When I go into their environment, I sit with them. I'm still going to laugh and be myself, but I won't throw myself all over the place. I won't act unseemingly. <laughs> I won't do the opposite of what they subscribe to because it other, if I do that, then I'm coming in to go against what you believe. I don't want to come. I'm, I'm still wear a dress to my grandfather's church, right? My auntie's church right now, because they still wear dresses as women. It ain't going to hurt me. But we all write rules. Again, 45,000. That, 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 and that's not even probably the number now. It's probably way more. And that's only under the Christian religion. There was other religions way before Christianity ever started. And right, a right. piece of them came off a piece. I mean, Christianity was branched off from a religion, right? As a matter of fact, being a Jew, being a, a Muslim, being in those different, they weren't even religions at first. They were just cultures. They were just the different lineages come down. Their family name became a religious order. And then we, we, we just, we, we keep writing rules. And if I don't agree with you, I don't have to be mad at you. I don't have to talk smack about you. One of the biggest things that really irked my nerves with religious people. How are you going to make a whole video? I remember when Bishop Long was going through the stuff he was going through. And we made whole videos about this man. Put it up on Facebook, on YouTube, on every place, all these different platforms. And then as soon as somebody said, um, well, you know, such and such. They said that they was doing whatever. Now, all of a sudden, you calling on the angels. You calling on your mama them and grandma them. They talking about me. Uh-uh. Rally, rally the truth. And you are, well, touch not down there and to the God. And you doing all of that when somebody say that you had your wig on crooked. But you just. <laughs> you, you, you know it's true. I mean, we, we call out the, 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 the armies when somebody talk about us. But you put a whole thing up exposing this man's business and that doesn't go away. So even if things were wrong or he changed or whatever, it doesn't matter. The first thing people going to see when they look this man's name up, even though he dead now, is his issues. But I go back and here and I'm, I'm saying stuff from scripture on purpose because I don't want people to think that the scriptures did not teach us love. It did. We we. We did different, all right. Remember when Noah and them got off the boat? Yep. Or the yep. ark after it was over 40 days, 40 nights, it done dried up. They got him out. Noah gave him some drink, some strong drink. I can only imagine what it was like to be on that dang old ark. COVID plus animals. Okay, gotta stay inside. Inside with these people, no ventilation except that they car they can't carve nothing out. It's water everywhere. There's no ventilation. Animals, animal smells. Then your peoples. Y'all in this thing 40 days, 40 nights. So this man get out this art. He got his strong drink. He get towed down. He naked. He laying down. He minding his business, first of all. He was in his own business. Okay. He was he was asleep. He wasn't doing nothing to nobody. But the son comes in and he, you know, does his little laughing, whatever, leaves out, go tell the peoples. This, this, don't, is this what we do? Girl, did you see Bishop? 
Girl, did you see? Mm-hmm. She think her husband faithful, but he was just at my house last night. Okay. Like, is that not what we do? The The son comes out, he um he exposes the father, and the two older brothers, they grab a cover, they back up as to not look on their father's nakedness, and they throw it over the father. Not one time in any of those verses do you see God condemning Noah for his drink. But the son who uncovered him or left him uncovered was the one who was punished. And, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know the full story, but just based on the Bible story, right? He he got struck down. So that tells me that love one and your wickedness or hatred or your 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 gossip or your your the way you treated this man. He was he was drunk. Yes. But why is that your business? Exactly. Now, if anything, if anything, had he continued to get that drunk without healing what was broken in him, I feel broken because we had to leave all these people behind. Now everybody's dead. This man was probably going through it in his head, in his mind, in his heart. Yeah, yeah. So somebody now be his strong one. Be his strong one. Sit with him. Hear him. And then maybe the place that's broken in him will be healed and he won't feel the need to be drunk all the time. But even if he chose to get drunk in his own body, stop judging him for it and find out what's his reasons, if any. Buddy, they, buddy, they, buddy, think about that. I think, I think they, they are weak as, as, but again, this but again, is this, not, not, this, this, this is general, general not specific. specific. We'll be we'll with. Be we go to these places, places that work, and, and we're feeling we're feeling like we're feeling we may feel, we may feel down, down trying to we make feel. Well, I use well, me, I use me, I use me as an example. Okay. If I go to these places, go to this place, I may be, I may be feeling really bad, bad. sad, sad, I'm looking, I'm looking to be, you know, you know, spoken into, spoken into, exhorted, you know, you know, because I'm trying to come, you know, my damn, this is. Speak life, speak life into myself, into myself. and I'm feeling it that. But but if I walk if I walk into a place and I get funny I get looks, looks, maybe because maybe because of what I have or or maybe or maybe because because I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the way in the back, or I don't or interact, I don't interact with, with folks that, like that, or or I I don't 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 you speak in your heart right now. Certain about it, I don't get because that because that because honestly, honestly that's, that's me. me. I'm the kid. I'm the kid. I'm the guy that's gonna say the back. It's not that. It's I don't not that I don't want to be involved. But 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 even if even if it was but even if it was that you don't want to be involved. Like, you know what I mean? Like some people just come to receive. They don't they don't want to um, be active. See, I know some people and, you know, we know every strength, you know, strengths are different. You know, those who tithe, those who give to the ministries and all of that, we get a that gets a bad rap, too. But it shouldn't because, you know, that's a that's a strength. If you come to the church and the lights out, you gonna have attitude. 
<laughs> if you come, if you, if you come and the preacher can't never show up no more because he clocking in at the people's job, you're gonna be like, well, I mean, is this his church or not? You know what I mean? You're gonna have a lot of things to say. So that part of the strength is needed, right? Right. So right. that person that comes in and they're quiet and they just sitting in the back and they don't really like, you know, want to participate a lot. They may be one of the biggest tithers and givers. They may have the gift of giving. That may be their thing. That may be their strength alone to the body. Right. Anytime you're in a community, just like when in your home, if you have a husband, a wife, the kids and all that, everybody lends to that community. All right. So it's not a bad thing to give to your spiritual communities or wherever you belong to, because people got to eat. That's what we do. Right. Right. But. Right. That person may not want to be involved in the singing and the ushering, and they may not want to do all that extra stuff. They're just not that person. Why is that not okay? The strong, this is this is this is it. The strong, thank you so much. Many blessings, Apostle Marilyn. Thank you for showing up. Dr. Poda. <laughs> awesome, awesome woman of God. Um, so if that person right strong bearing the infirmity of the weak strong bearing the infirmity it's, it's just a cycle right it's a cycle right right if i go eat at a restaurant i'm gonna take my strength with me what's my strength that money they need to pay for my food that's strength yep. right yep. and they got their strength and they're giving it to me what's their strength their culinary skills they loaning it to me and their food i'm eating it up right. yes right strength for strength or strength for weakness weakness for, you know yada yada well, in the, in the churches, it is best for us to know what a person is good at. Ask them, will thou loan this to the churches? Right? Because right. Jesus, Jesus asked people, will thou be made whole? He didn't just walk up and just do things against their will. He asked questions because that's what love right. does. Right. Love doesn't control. And so what if you did choose to not be involved? When are we going to understand that we come together for fellowship in order to be built up? The church was started originally for the building up of those who were following Jesus's teachings because they were teaching something that went against with the with the religious organization of that time. They were teaching something that went against that or it really didn't go against it. It was trying to prove it, but they took it as somebody coming up against them. Right. And so these people had to hide and and, and fellowship with each other in their homes and and in and, and their cultural way. They did what they did. And it was all for fellowship and for building up. And if, you know, Shaquita them and, and their kids ain't got no food, I'm going to need you to go give Shaquita them some soup, some salad, some steak, kill the oxen for them, do something. Because <laughs> they need it. Their, 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 their weakness is we're hungry. Let me give you my strength for your weakness. And so I think when we begin to really look at it from that perspective, that I, I I don't need to make him get up here and do something he don't want to do because that's forced faith. That's not that's not real. And so when people walk, I, man, let me tell you something. When I tell you, I can hug anybody at any time. I, I mean, when I say I don't care, you got spikes. I might have to put my arm in a different place if you got some spikes right here. So you know, I may have to hug you around your stomach. But I can sit with anybody, have a conversation and find the bright spots in them and point it out to them because you get so used to people telling you what you shouldn't be what you can't be to the point where you don't even know what the heck is okay to be or not very true very true very, yeah, very so true that's that's and that's again that's when when you know when people go pre-order this book because you know what people what, let me say pre-order okay 
pre-order means you ain't got to pay till it come out. So on the, on December 18th, your money going to come out. You're going to get your book um, and you can download a Kindle app. But when this book is released, what I want is for people with questions like you just had to be able to read it and say, I see myself in that. Because see, I write, I write differently than a lot of people. Right. I write right. journal form almost poems, whatever I'm feeling or thinking for that day, that's what I'm writing. Okay. So there you, you, there you poems. go. <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's me. But I write the same way. Because I you mean, that's the way I feel. Heart. Listen, I, me, my mind works like that. So whatever I'm going to get out, I'm going to get out. So you're going to have poem, poems in there. You're going to have my, you know, journal entry form. So you're going to hear my thoughts. Literally, it's called discovering treasures truth because I had to come to a place where I had to stand in that truth of what you just said. I I am the one who can be with anybody at any time. They can be the saddest, most depressed, most, you know, people can totally hate their guts. And I'm going to sit and have a conversation with you because there's a root to that hurt. And I'm not going to be mad at you for it I need to see if I can be strength for you in it. And if I can't be, let's see if we can find out who can be. Hey, so when hey. people read it and they, they, they're thinking, what if God is all of us? Yeah, I want you to really think about that. Like when, when I look at you and I hear your perspective, your perspective is very real to you. Right, right. It, it's 100% true to you. So if it's true to you, who am I to try to disprove it? Now, I may have wisdom for you, right? As a coach, as an apostle, I may be able to share with you something that helps you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you know, and then you can heal something in you. But until you're ready to receive that, all I'm doing is this. Hmm. Eat cake anime. Eat cake anime. Eat the cake anime. Oh. We talked about this prior to going on the air. And I asked you this question before, I know you answered it. But I want you to kind of answer it again for people that's watching this, listening. Would you say in your own, I guess, from your experiences, how what you just said? Is it forced religion a very dangerous thing or precarious thing? Yeah. It, it is probably one of the most dangerous and I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to do my best to say this without sounding judgmental. Okay. Because I really hurt for those who've been led astray. Right. And now when I say led astray, I'm talking about anybody led to do anything but love. Okay. If you're led to be judgmental in any way, if they taught you to hate black people, they taught you to hate gay people, they taught you to hate poor people, they taught you to hate the, the kids at school. My, my niece just got hurt like the other day, yesterday at, at school because girls teased her and bullied her. We got a bunch of bullies running around and the church ain't no different in a lot of ways. And that's not that's not just specific. I'm not doing particulars because every church is not this way. OK, hear me when I say this clearly. I've exactly. walked into exactly. some very loving churches. OK, I have walked into where that, that visionary said we're going to do what Jesus did. What would you WWJD? We're going to do that. 
All right. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And they didn't mean it from a religious perspective. Right. Right. They meant it from the perspective of love. And love is not a religion. Love is the ultimate spirituality. Love is maturity. Love is liberation. Oh my, God. oh my God. Literally, love is liberation because love gives you, listen, that, it makes you so liberated, Frederick. Let me tell you something. Love is so liberated to the point where if you tell me, if I come to you and I want to help you heal, like I'm a coach and I, I'm telling you, I went through the motions like, oh my God. Like I, I pray that these women will really know that they got to give time to themselves so they can invest in themselves. I want them to know this, right? To the point where I started, and I, I don't mind making stuff free anyway, because like I said, I want them to be there. But there are paid programs. It's my livelihood, right? But most people don't even know to invest in themselves because they're afraid to invest in themselves because I don't really have time to invest in myself. And I don't have time to love, love myself or heal myself or learn. And so I get to this place where I understand that the church is the way it is because we got a bunch of broken people running it. Oh, oh. <laughs> And love ain't liberating for them because in their mind, love means I got to control what you're doing because you just don't know. You don't know you're in trouble. You don't know you're in trouble. But love is this. Will thou be made whole? Now I'm good right now, Jesus. I'm straight. Okay. Move on. Jesus even told the disciples when he sent them out two by two, remember, he said, don't take nothing with you. Don't even take nothing in your satchel, no nothing. This was his way of helping them understand that love was supposed to provide their way. You go, you give somebody something. If you're giving them this, this message of liberty and freedom, they should honor you by making sure you eat and you got someplace to sleep. It's just a, it's just an exchange. Don't take nothing with you. Also, when you go in there, you bless them, you teach them. If they don't receive it, does the show dissolve, right? Does the show dissolve and keep it moving, right? Because you can't force them to receive it because love does not force. Love offers and it loves you so much to even if you choose to stay in your mess, and when I say mess, I mean the thing that makes you feel defeated, the thing that makes you feel broken, the thing that makes you feel miserable. If you choose to stay in there, I love you enough to be the strong if you need me to be. But to relinquish that, I mean, just, to, just the poor shall be among us always. We don't. What that means is there are going to be those who may never choose to go the extra mile to get more. But there also may be those who just don't have the strength to stand up. Will you be their strength to stand up? Because they said it, I need help, I want help, I don't want to live like this. Are you going to be their strength? Love allows, Katja. Love allows, it allows. Because answer this question for me. Is it not the lessons you learned the most? Was it not when you did something? Because you know, people can tell you, they told us what not to do, didn't they? Don't do this. Yep. Don't touch that yep. fire. Don't touch that stove. Don't be with her. She got issues. You know what I mean? Like he told, they told us what not to do. <laughs> yep. Yep. But we did it anyway. And it's okay that we did it anyway. Some people may not like that, but it's the truth. Because my my children, now my 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 oldest biological daughter 
is 22. My son is 20. I have an 18 year old, a son about to be 16 in December. Then I got a 10 year old and a seven year old, a little help, right? But my oldest, my oldest daughter, beautiful, always has been. When they were growing up, I didn't compare one to the other, right? This one right here do academics, you do clothing design and you can sing and this one can draw and this one is this and this one that. Y'all all in y'all own way, y'all are amazing. But there were things that I said to her that she hated, okay? Don't oh, do this, oh, yeah. don't do this. Taking her in levels. And this is what I take you in levels. At this age, you get this responsibility. If you can't be responsible with it, you can't have it. We're gonna go to the next one. Now that she's 22 and she done did her stuff. Now we can have a conversation. Now she says, who mama? And we still different personalities, okay? Don't get it twisted. Her and my mama have similar personalities. I'm different because she can't see how I let people do me certain type of ways. Like mama, oh, bro. Oh, man. Right? She's like, uh-uh, I ain't there yet, mom. Like, I ain't there yet. I can't even. But she can still have a conversation with me about something that I told her when she was coming up because she has now experienced life. It is me experiencing being the single mother of five children that helps me to relate to a single mother of five children or less or more. It is me getting married and, and thinking I'm doing what God said and, and I know I'm doing what God said. And I still believe to this day that everything has a purpose. So we got Christian, that's our youngest child. That's I, I had him when I was married to uh, my first husband. Um, whatever we gained, we gained, right? But it didn't right, work. Right. I spiritually, I'm spiritual all the time. Spiritual and then we're trying to fit that into religious religious differences don't work. That's all. All right. But we're different, yet it was perfect. I experienced that. <laughs> so I could talk to somebody about divorce. I, I I've dealt with low self-esteem my whole life. I've been with over a hundred people in my life sexually. I was sexually addicted. I have a whole husband right now who know my whole story and love me since I was nine. But I went through what I went through in order to now be able to say what I'm able to say. So what you don't want to allow, because you feel like you want to control the dynamics. Listen, you trying to scare me into hell is not going to help me to give up this situation. As a matter of fact, it's going to make me lean further into the situation because if I'm never going to be good enough for God anyway, I might as well just go ahead and live my best life and do what I want. Why resort, and, why resort to those tactics, though? But, huh? Why resort, why resort to those tactics, though? Because, because we don't know any different. Somebody taught us that fear-based teaching was a thing. And, I mean, come on, let's we could just go back to slavery times like because we black people wasn't the only people that ever been enslaved there's been other people that have been enslaved the jews have been enslaved other people have been enslaved slavery in itself teaches you fear right and so doesn't it make sense the words that were used in galatians 5 that said don't return back to the yoke of bondage yep. Yep. bondage is what they were taught that's the reason why they look at the law or the 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 the, the, the law they look at the law as a master of sort. This is what I'm governed by, I'm mastered by this. If I do anything different, that's a problem. I'll give you another example. 
the story of the prodigal son. I just taught on this the other day. Um, because my, my 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 ministry, Love Walk Outreach Global, I go live on Thursdays and I just kind of teach some love chat. We just have some love chat. But I talked about the prodigal son and I talked about that story because we've preached, we heard that story again. When we hear that story preached, immediately they get on the prodigal. He went out, he was wasteful, he was wasteful, he was wasteful, he did this, he was with the horse, and he was with this, and he did this, he did this. We immediately jump on this dude. His daddy gave him his money. Free and clear. Daddy, I want my inheritance. Okay, here you go, son. Freedom. Liberty. Okay. He left and he went and he did his thing. He lived. And then there was a point where it says, and then he came to himself. I got to live and I got to let you live so that you can then come to your own self. I did say aunt, your own self. You got to come to your own self. And you got to realize that while you eating out that slop jar, listen, you, you have a, you have a, you, you are a part of the greater whole. You don't have to eat out what the pigs are eating. You, you, you have a access to something that's more because there's no lack in God. There's no lack with you. So when you own that, when you come to yourself and you realize that then you can live by faith and not by what you see. Right? So he comes, he comes to himself. But I want I want to point this out, and this is what I was about to say to you. Do you remember he rehearsed what he would say? Oh, Dad, I've sinned against God, against heaven, and sinned against you, and I'm nowhere worthy to call your son. And I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm that. We practice low self esteem because of fear based teaching. He practiced what he would say, but then I want you to recognize that when he got close. Man, this 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 is so powerful. This is the ultimate to me. This is the ultimate God truth. Okay, one of the ultimates. Before the son even got close enough to practice his faults, the father met him, fell on his neck, and kissed him. My dang on son is here. Man, y'all better go go get that cab, bruh. Go get that ring, bruh. Go get my man, my son here, man. You understand that that liberty, the the I love you so much. I don't even, I didn't even ask about the trip. I didn't ask you. I didn't. And we who have a religious mind, immediately when the kid would have rolled up, the first thing we would have did is, mm-hmm, I told you it was gonna be bad. Girl, didn't I tell you he was going to come back? Now take this letter over here to birth of them over there around the corner. Tell her I told you he was coming back. See, uh-huh. Then went out there and don't wasted it all. First of all, we wouldn't have even gave it to him freely. We would have quit, you know, quizzed them. We would have, you know, well, what you doing? And why you doing it like that? And you need right, to do it like right. this. I'm not you. I'm not you. I'm not sure. So, so the, the father did what God does for us every single day and every moment of every day. He, his love is without condition side note, because he made all conditions. <laughs> he ain't shot by none of them. He not, he not, he knew he knows and he's not bothered, but we are. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you see that in this one story. He kissed him. He said, go get the ring. Go kill the cat, the fat, fatty calf. We about to have a party. Bam. Bam. Side note, they partied. 
They ate, they drank, and they was married. Okay, so they lived. They lived. They celebrated life. And the brother who we would right now in this situation call the law didn't even want to go in the house. What's happening? He asked the servant, what's happening? The servant says, hey, your brother's home. Your father killed the, killed the fatty calf and we about to eat. You know, we're going to enjoy this, you know. While the son, while the father was kissing the son, he still said what he rehearsed. I've sinned against you in heaven and I'm, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I'll do what the servant's doing because at least I get to eat, you know, type of thing. The father still didn't pay him any attention. I don't need you to rehearse your faults and your flaws for me. Because what you think is your fault and your flaw is literally the life lesson that you needed to bring you to where you're going to be whole, complete, and full and understanding, right? Strong. So you can then be what somebody else may need you to be. The brother was upset, didn't want to go in the house. And then when he saw the father, he said, basically, how dare you? How dare you love him? Y'all know that's me paraphrasing. How how dare you celebrate what he's done? He done been been with whores. He done took your money. He done did this. Now, mind you, it was his money at this point because it was his inheritance. He could do what he chose to do with it. There's a freedom of choice. And so he done sat with the whores and he done did all these different things and you just gonna welcome him back with open arms and kill the fatty calf. I've been here with you all this time. I've been doing everything by the book. I've been crossing every T and dotting every I and making sure the Q curve up just right. <laughs> I've, been, I've been making things fancy. I've been following everything to the letter. And you mean to tell me I can't even get a fatty calf to go chill with my friends and have a party? Here's the, here's the, uh, you had access to the fatty calf the whole time. But you were so busy trying to cross the T's and dot the I's and do your Q's that you did not say to your father, hey, dad, I'm about to grab a fatty calf and go hang out with Marcus Dunn. About to have a jam session. You good? All right. He, you, you get me? He he um, um I I I am doing everything perfectly, but hear me. Is that not what you tried to do in a space of slavery? Let me do everything to the letter and to the T so I don't get whooped by massa. Yep, so I don't yep. get punished because punishment now has become their frame of mind. And so, you know, I can do this all day, but I'm 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 gonna leave you I'm gonna leave you with this. I'm gonna say we're gonna say this. Love does not mean that you don't care about what's going on with your loved one. Right. Right. But love allows them to live to choose because we don't know what the fullness of their life looks like. We all all we can tend to is the seed that God is planted on the inside of us, the expression that God wants to express through us. God, what do you want? What do you want to do through me today? 
who who can I be there for in this present moment that needs the strength that I have? Because Lord knows when I need strength, I want people to make sure that they're in position. I I I don't I don't need to have to beg, borrow, and plead. So if I learn my love walk and you learn your love walk and they learn their love walk and we all love like we supposed let love shine through God is love kingdom of God within me residence of God within me so let love shine outward and when we begin to do that the land will heal see we we we, we in our minds we only see destruction and defeat and oh we saw this in a vision I don't seen a lot of crazy things in visions but the interpretation of what you saw, could it be that God showed it to you so you can go and be the healing bomb for that situation? And maybe just maybe like Jonah in Nineveh, that, that's a whole nother example. God, God told Jonah, go tell the people in Nineveh this thing. He didn't want to do it. So he ran away, got swallowed by the fish. Then he got spit up on the land, still had to go do the assignment anyway. But when he gave them the message, he got angry. He got angry because they didn't get destroyed. Huh. Say that ain't our heart. Say that's not what we do right now today and what not the prodigal brother son, I mean, brother did. He didn't even call him brother, as a matter of fact. He should be punished. Crucify wow. him. And then and, and, and Jonah is mad at the people in Nineveh, mad at God. He said, that's why I ain't want to come here. I ain't want to come here and tell them nothing. Because I knew, listen to what, this This is another part and, and the pieces that we keep missing in the scriptures. But this is what Jonah said to God. I knew that you were a righteous and kind God, a just God. I knew your heart. I knew that you were a forgiving God. I knew you were love. So I knew that if I came here and told them that you said that you was going to destroy them, but then if they got it together, then you ain't going to destroy them. I already knew you was going to forgive them. So I didn't even want to come here and sound like no liar. Right, I didn't want right. to come here and look bad. Because that's a false prophet. He said that God was going to destroy us. Uh, He ain't false. He gave you a message so that you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind and not have to go through the punishment that you would yep, get for dishing yep. out something. And you mad at God because he forgave? Does that or does that not sound like the church today in a lot of places? Yep. So we have got to gain this understanding that God is love and everything else is our interpretation and perspective. So if you're trying to live based on doctrine and doctrine alone, then you're going to miss God. Because listen, the scripture says to know not love. If you know not love, you know not God. I know. I know the Lord will take care of me. I know the Lord done so much for me. I know. I know the Lord. That's what they say. But you mean as a rattlesnake and can't nobody come get no food because they don't look like you, dress like you, talk like you, rep your set, none of that. So the message is. Sit at your, sit table. At your table. Yeah. So, oh, can't do nothing. Oh, man. Don't, don't. It's, it's so many scriptures that speak about love. <laughs> the everything, the stories, the parables, everything, the, the, the message of. God being no respecter of persons. 
He, he reigns on everybody the same. God loves us exactly the same. And then again, here comes Jesus reiterating the message of God, the message of love. Stop judging folk. Stop condemning folk. Forgive people because you want to be forgiven. All right. Remember that whatever you put out there, that's whatever you're going to get back. So, hey, you might not want to put that out there. Check your own self. <laughs> Let them live by faith. You live by faith. But let me respect you enough that even if you don't live what I'm living, we can still sit down, break bread, and go our separate ways. If folks, if would, only folks would only understand, understand that, part that part of it. We got to be first partaker. So I'm going to do it. You going to do it. People listening, they going to do it. And then if got we keep to, doing it, then maybe just maybe we'll brush off on somebody in this gospel, this gospel truth. That Yahshua preached. The scripture says, when we bear the burdens of one another, we then fulfill the law of Christ. And in order for us to bear the burdens of one another, we got to get out of our own selfish way. We got to heal ourselves. We got to stop blaming everybody else for what they've done. I mean, they just doing the same thing that we do. We go based off of what we understand and believe that's what they're doing. So I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not here to make people feel like you got to do what I'm telling you to do. What I am saying is love is law. Let's live out love, and then the rest will take care of itself. Look, look, I think that, I think that, was, that, that was a good addition and, and the final friend. friend. Amen. Look, look, I, 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 I still still enjoy, enjoy this time with tonight. you tonight. But I want to give, this give you this opportunity, opportunity right, right now. Let everybody, let everybody know who you are. You know, you know, talk about this, talk about this a little bit about your amazing book and when it's going to release and also the pre-order. So you got the floor. Go ahead. Well, thank you so much. First of all, I want to say thank you for having me. I'm again, I feel privileged to be trailblazing right now. All right, with you. Um, thank you for sharing your heart with me, and thank you for feeling comfortable enough to be able to do so. It is my absolute prayer that love is not just law as a statement, but you really begin to ask yourself this question. What if God is all of us? And if you think about that question, will it change? There go my baby girl. Hey, Tanjane. My mini me. I'm sorry. She just showed up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if, if you actually ask yourself that question, will it change your behavior towards another? Will you show up to be the strength that you need to be for them? And will you yield and let yourself receive the strength you need from somebody else? If you see that they're just another part of the greater whole and we all need each other to function and to survive. And so I want you to think about that question. I want you to get whatever help you need to heal. I want you to make sure that you pay attention to that log in your own eyebrow so that you can then, you know, really go out there and do some good in the earth. I am the inspirational treasure. I am Apostle Shalonda, Prophet Shalonda, Coach Treasure, uh, Shalonda Treasure Williams Lenard, the best-selling author, Whatever treasure you're looking for, we all here, all right? And I want you to show up for yourself. I'm willing to show up for you. Um, the book is entitled, What If God Is All of Us? It is Discovering Treasure's Truth. I'm treasure. So you're going to hear it from my perspective, from my eyes, no judgment to you. But we're going to ask ourselves the hard questions so that we can then show up in the world the way we need to. You can go on Amazon, uh, but but you can do it by going to bit.ly forward slash what if God is all of us. 
in all lowercase letters. And when you go there, you can click to pre-order. No money will come off until December 18th, 2023, which is the day it will be released in all the world. Um, and so I want you to get the pre-orders in. It's important that you get the pre-orders in because when people see that you're on the train to get it, they'll get on the train to get it um, because we want to make this book make noise. Yes, we want to scream out into the earth and release this law of love and, and, and really live it one to another and not just talking about it, all right? So bit.ly forward slash what if God is all of us do your pre-order tonight. I would love to see it pop up. Um, and just know that I love you just because I can. Many blessings, everybody. B-I-T.L-Y forward slash what if God is all of us. Oh, yeah. And if y'all want to go ahead and order something now, you can look for me on Amazon. Uh, the latest book, I wrote it for uh, the women's coaching group that I have, but men can read it too. It's called What That Heart Look Like. Don't forget the D-A-T. All right. It's D-A-T. What That Heart Look Like. Checking your own heart instead of judging other people's so that you can then begin to really live out this, this law of love. I don't just want to talk about it, Frederick. I want to help people to realize it. Hey, hey, I am all, I am for, all that. for that. All for that. All for that. Look here. Look here. This was this, this was a, this, this is a this was, was a powerful powerful conversation, conversation y'all. And, and I feel I feel privileged and honored and honored to have this to have this, to to build it with us to have this conversation. And, and look, look. Thank you so thank much. You much for so your time, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your um. um for your powerful, your powerful word. word. I, I'm, I'm very, 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 very certain that this, I think, I think it did, not only did it touch, did it touch me, but I think it touched the people that's people been watching us, people that have been listening to us. So, so thank you so thank much, you so much for the word, word of encouragement. Um, um, I, I'm the most going to take those inside my heart and meditate on those words. And then the next time that I emerge, I'm going to walk in love. Say it again. Say it one more time. You're going to do what? I'm going to walk in love. I know that's right. The more you give it, the more your heart liberates and the more you begin to look at other people and you want the same thing for them. That's it. You just want the liberation of what it feels like to just love. I love you, Katja. Thank you so much for joining me and everybody else who has joined us tonight. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you, Frederick. Oh look here! Oh look here! I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Look, y'all. This this is going. This episode of Trailblazer, your host, your host, Frederick Beatty. Once again, once again, big up to Mister Lauder Williams, the Dard, aka the Inspiration Treasure. Look, look, that book that book's coming out real soon on the eighteenth. You guys, you guys, if you didn't see this, see the website. I'm gonna put it up again. What I do, what I do, my thank you post for her. But just in case, go through it. Go through it again one more time. So that's so, so that's the website. So that's, website. that's the name of the, book. The, name of the book. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. And on that note, on that note, we go to we, we go to we are, are out, of here. out of here. But but not before not before before before, 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 before we take y'all out, out here. It's gonna be able to play a little song real quick. Just take us up out of here. I love y'all. I love y'all. The life. I love y'all. Live.
As always, as I always like to do what I call these shows. Number one, take care of each other. Each other. Each other. Each each other. The last thing I want to tell, tell y'all is a crazy, crazy ass, ass world out here. So please, so please above all above things, all things please, please, just be safe out here. We love y'all. We love y'all. We thank y'all. We thank y'all. Peace. Peace.